Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to poker tournament strategy. Now here's your host, Clayton Fletcher. Hello once again, everybody, and welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. I'm your host, Clayton Fletcher. Going to do something a little bit different this week. I hope you guys will enjoy it. I uh, just returned home recently from the Bahamas, where I participated in the Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure. Hope you've enjoyed our recent episodes featuring uh, guests uh, that I met up with there, from Jen Shahadi to Matt Stout. Uh, some of you may also know that I performed in a comedy show with the uh, legendary Norm MacDonald and Joe Stapleton and Ben Ludlow. Well, Norm and I ended up playing the next day, but while we were waiting for our game to start, we took a little time to kind of play around a little bit uh, for the podcast. Now, we don't really talk strategy much. We actually talk a little bit more comedy than what you would normally hear on this podcast. But before I get to my pre-recorded interview with the great Norm MacDonald, who is just as funny offstage as he is on stage, uh, I did want to bring you guys some strategy content. As you know, Tournament Poker Edge is the number one site on earth for tournament poker strategy. It's the only website completely dedicated to multi-table tournament strategy. And uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I just sent an interview with a comedian (laughs) for you guys to listen to. So I did want to talk about uh, a hand or two that I played in the PCA. Now, these hands are not from the main event. I want to address the fact that I did not play in the main event, even though I had intended to do so. Uh, But there were a number of factors that convinced me otherwise. Number one, there were just too many sharks in the waters. As I looked around, uh, even in the satellites to the main event, there was just one recognizable professional player after another. And very few uh, locals participating, no Bahamians at the tables. Uh, You know, if you go play in an EPT event, in France or Spain, you're going to get some local flavor there. And generally, those players will be at a disadvantage uh, compared with the traveling professional players that you will find on the tour. Uh, But they're happy to get involved with them anyway for the shot at a big payday. Uh, There's no such population in the Bahamas. And I just felt that all of the tournaments there were extremely tough. And... Uh, That was one reason I decided not to play. But the main reason was I just didn't sleep well the night before I was planning to play. And in my experience, if I don't get enough rest, I don't think clearly. I don't make good decisions. And I may as well just take $10,000 and flush it down the toilet. So I did something that probably many of our listeners would never do and decided not to play the main event down there. Uh, I don't regret my decision, although when I was doing commentary for day three of the main event and I saw the prize pools, (laughs) I did have a a little bit of FOMO, but there's just no way I could have made day three unless uh, my luck had run so hot as to make up my almost assuredly less than stellar play that would have uh, surely been the case on that day when I only got about three or three and a half hours sleep the night before. So... I did end up playing some poker, obviously, and uh, I, I have a couple of hands from a $1,100 buy-in PCA event. These are both going to be pre-flop decisions that I want to focus on for this because I feel like so much of tournament poker is uh, tied to how we play before the flop. I'll be very interested if you guys have any thoughts on how I played these hands, whether it's my sizing or whether you think I should have just folded, 
or anything at all, tweet me at Clayton Comic on Twitter. Uh, always love to hear from you guys. Especially love when you do happen to disagree with me. It's nice to hear uh, opposing opinions. Uh, we don't want to be in an echo chamber when it comes to poker. The only way to get better is to hear from other people uh, who see things in a different way than we do. So with that in mind, let's look at my first of two hands. And again, coming up, we're going to have my exclusive off-the-cuff interview uh, actually seated at a poker table, <laughs> believe it or not, at the Atlantis Resort. Uh, Norm McDonald, myself, and also uh, his personal assistant, a really nice guy called John, who was there with us. Uh, before I get to that, here's a hand from the $1,100 tournament. The blinds were 100 and 200 and a 200 big blind ante. Uh, we had started with 20,000 chips. I had run my stack up to 27,000 chips, mostly by uh, having good hands and getting paid. My table is a very tough table, very loose, aggressive, a lot of uh, experienced, talented, professional players at it. One of them opens from middle position to 500. Again, the blinds are 100-200 with a 200 ante, so he makes a pretty standard opening bet to 500. And then uh, a player on the button who I think was also a, a tough pro, three bets to 1,500. Now, so there's been a raise and a re-raise in front of me, and I'm in the small blind with about 27,000 chips. So now the players that have made these opening bets, they are not short stacks either. Uh, we all have plenty of chips. They're in that 20 to 25K range as well. Uh, I have been relatively quiet of late. I won a few big pots early uh, by value betting uh, and getting paid. And now we have the ace of hearts, tray of hearts in the small blind. Uh, obviously, I can fold this hand. There's no reason to play uh, any hand from the small blind after there's been significant heat in front of us. But I decided to put in the cold four bet to 4,100. Uh, my reasons for doing so are as follows. Number one, I think there's just a good chance because the first raiser has been so active that there's a decent chance that he has nothing. With that in mind, the button who I have pegged as an observant, uh, talented, professional player himself puts in the three bet. Now, he doesn't necessarily have to have a premium hand to do that. He might just be trying to capitalize on his position being on the button and also uh, just noticing that perhaps the original razor in this hand has been taking a few liberties thus far. So with all of that in mind, I think it's okay for me to uh, make a play here. Now, when you have a suited ace tray, you're never in terrible shape uh, unless one of my opponents has the unlikely pocket aces. Even if we did happen to get all in, which we won't, but they don't know that. Uh, even if we did, though, I'm never worse off than about 30% against any hand uh, because I have the suited ace tray also true of the suited ace five. Actually, the ace five is a little bit higher equity overall, uh, believe it or not. So, so even if I'm called, I'm not in bad shape. There are a lot of flops that I can continue on. Uh, you know, any type of gut shot, wheel draw, obviously any ace, any flush draw uh, will give me plenty of equity with which to continue. Uh, representing a big hand, even though I don't actually have one. Also, having the Ace of Hearts is important because it blocks a lot of my opponent's continuing ranges. Ace-King, Ace-Queen, Ace-Ace, obviously much harder for these players to have when I'm holding one of the Ace. So I think one of the Aces. So I think that having a blocker here is uh, is helped me make the play. It makes the play a little bit more attractive. Uh, so... Things go my way this time, and my opponents fold. So it's not often that I put in a cold four-bet semi-bluff, but this just felt like a spot to do it. I'd love to hear if you guys have any uh, thoughts on that hand and how I played it.
And then there's another hand I wanted to discuss from the same tournament at the same table, actually only about maybe 20 or 30 minutes later. Uh, the same loose aggressive player who opened the previous pot we discussed uh, now opens, but the blinds have gone up. Sorry, guys, it's 100, 300 now with a 300 ante. Uh, and the same razor, original razor from the previous hand, he's loose aggressive, he likes to get involved, and he knows what he's doing. He makes it 700 with about 25K behind. And the next player on his immediate left, who really hasn't been involved very much at all, may be the tightest player at this table. Uh, three bets to 2,100 uh, in fourth position. So that's under the gun plus two and under the gun plus three. And then folds all the way to me on the button with pocket jacks and it's it's a tough spot uh i have 30k behind i have most of the table covered i have the two players involved in this hand covered uh you know i i don't really need to build a huge pot here but i probably have a range advantage over at least one of my opponents it just It's a very different hand from the other one because the three bet in the previous hand came from the button. This one's coming from late middle position. Uh, I guess the low jack, to be exact. It's a, a nine-handed table. Uh, my hand is too strong to fold, I think, but it's not quite strong enough to raise. And I know that our good friend Andrew Brokus says that calling isn't a compromise, but I don't feel that in this case it's a compromise. I think it's just the best play. Um, I think raising is kind of a disaster, actually, in this spot because if they flat, they can do that with a lot of hands that beat me. Well, maybe not a lot of hands that beat me, but at least one. Pocket queens should certainly flat if I four-bet again. And also, many players would flat with aces or kings at least some of the time in an effort to trap me uh, because now this will be the second four bet that I put in. So for all those reasons, and just by virtue of the fact that I can play my hand in position and I have pocket jacks, I just decide to call. At that time, the small blind folds and the big blind, who has been running bad and maybe not the most talented player at the table, uh, maybe taking some of his medium strength hands a little too far early, shoves for 13,400. So now everybody folds to me, which lets me know as tight as I thought they might be. Um, I, I need to decide what to do. There's 19,000 in the pot, and it would cost me 11,300 to call. So I'm getting about 1.8 to 1 against a player that hasn't exactly been loose aggressive, but he's definitely uh, been playing a little, if anything, too passively and too loosely at this table. We've got to decide what to do with our jacks here. Getting 1.8 to 1 with the fourth best possible starting hand. I didn't like it, but I had to call. I decided to call. I guess I could have folded. The reason I chose to call is because my opponent should certainly be doing this with ace-king. Might be correct to do this with ace-queen. Should technically do this sometimes as a bluff, although I didn't feel like he had many bluffs in his range. And he could maybe even do it with a worse pair like pocket tens. My hand is just a little too strong to fold. So I called hoping to see ace-king, and uh, I actually did see ace-king. Uh, I end up losing this pot, but that's not really the point of the hand. It's just, we've you know, these pre-flop decisions, especially at tables that take a lot of liberties with, you know, playing fast and, and loose lines, kind of your hand strength goes up overall. Uh, Jax is much better at this table in this situation than it would be at a more conservative table. 
So anyway, I th- I thought that was an interesting spot. I thought these were two interesting pre-flop decisions. I'd love to hear whether you guys agree with my cold four with the ace tray of hearts, or is that just fancy play syndrome that happened to work out? And do you agree with my flat and then call of the shove with pocket jacks? So again, tweet me at Clayton Comic. Let me know what you think of these two hands. And now without further ado, I want to share with you a conversation I had at a poker table in the Bahamas with the great Norm McDonald. Clayton Fletcher here at the Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure. Do, Norm, do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? Ask, ask John if he's ever seen Faulty Towers. John, are you familiar with Faulty Towers? Do you know what that is? I've seen every episode. Okay, so. Would you be surprised that he's never heard of Faulty Towers? Not surprised at all. Oh, yeah. really? Because a lot of Americans don't know it, right? We don't watch British television. Yeah, we don't watch British television. Even with that. Yeah. I... You know, to me, British yeah. comedy is like uh, guys in dresses, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that mostly what it is? Except Monty Python. You don't know Monty Python. Yeah, Monty Python is British weird. people yelling at each other. No. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? That's what it is, right? <laughs> no. no. Are you joking? Yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, joking. It's, it's a little but You more. did say that you're not super into I'm not Monty super Python. into Monty Python. But I will say also, on your behalf, uh, <laughs> or on the behalf of the anti-Python, mm-hmm. yeah. I went to show my kids, so I got like... You know, there's a hundred episodes, and they're almost all horrible, because there's only there's yeah. five great. There's sketches. five great ones, and, and that's yeah. yeah. Like I saw Spam a lot on Broadway. I got the shorthand, uh, you know. Yeah, that's like the five know, best sketches. But the, I went to Spam a lot, and I was so excited. And when I got there, I'm like, ah, oh, it's not. I knew it wasn't Monty Python, but it's never the real Monty Python. Yeah. But then I realized, oh my God, it's just like the guys in high school that did Monty Python bits all the time. Yeah, like well, they got to do everything. Has to be a musical now. Like I saw Footloose. The musical. Oh, right? yeah? Yeah, they didn't have Kevin Bacon either. But weird. it feels like it, that should be a musical, right? <laughs> There's music in it. It feels like that. The soundtrack be was better than the script. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> so, Norm, are you. We did a. I got a, a, a script from uh, Morty, who was, uh, was Letterman's guy. Remember yeah. Morty from the old days? And uh, he gave me a script. It's. You remember that book that Bombastic Bushkin wrote about Carson? Yes. His lawyer? Yeah. Uh, his lawyer also wrote a musical Broadway based on the book <laughs> called Carson. Carson the Musical. Yeah. And there's With a, an exclamation point yeah, or no so exclamation? funny. And there's a song. It's like, it's all for you. It starts with him going, it's all for you, mother. It's about his him and his mother, and he never got her approval. So it starts with a guy... Doing Johnny Carson singing, which would be so ridiculous anyway. <laughs> do you at least do the golf swing? Because Carson you should just do it as Art Fern yeah. the whole time, like throughout the whole thing. Oh my God! So we're waiting to play poker, and uh, here in the Caribbean, things don't happen on your time, do they? No, that's right. It's island time. Island who time. Who called that? Who called it island? Time? Everybody calls it island time. Island even time. the people who live here. So there's yeah. nothing insensitive about saying well, that. When I was a kid, yeah. I lived in the Caribbean. I, uh, you did? Yeah. My girlfriend, my girlfriend's parents uh, owned a boat. Like they weren't rich, but he sold his Volvo dealership, retired, got a boat in the Caribbean. Cayman Islands or no, uh, Saint Thomas, yeah. uh, the, the American Virgin Islands, yeah. and Charlotte and Molly. So I was going out with the daughter. They didn't like me at all. Mm-hmm. Right? They why wanted, would they? They wanted to break us up. <laughs> so their plan was get her to the boat, and they gave me a job with her. And I didn't know anything about anything. And it worked, you know. They got rid of me, but uh, but it was uh, incredible <laughs> because you you it was island time. We didn't even have. I think we had Monday Night Football a week late or something. It was like right, yeah. years ago. <laughs> Could and, you bet uh, the game? No, you're so <laughs> a week after it happened. You wouldn't know what day it was, and yeah. plus you'd always be drunk because you'd, you're swimming, so you're in shape. Yeah, you're tanned, and then and when they you... wake up, you drink like a rum punch, rum runners, punch. Yeah. yeah, Bahama Mom, so right? Right, and sunshine exactly. doesn't help. Yeah, and so you don't really have to do anything important, so it doesn't get in the way. Yeah. And you feel healthy, but you're really just drunk and tanned. Which is what's happening in L.A. too, right? I mean, everybody's drunk. They're flaking out on the yes, beach. They're yes. late for everything. So you should be used like to island John. time. Yeah. <laughs> John. John lives on island time. I, I Norm's assistant, John. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah he's been living in life, wasting away. Right? Yeah. So we're waiting to play poker. They're, they're yeah. not really helping us this get is, it started. Yes, yeah, this is live. We came here thinking we were big shots, and we've yeah. been... 
crushed ever since. I was like, you're, <laughs> I was like, you're Norm night, McDonald. As soon as you walk in. Last <laughs> night we were abused by dealers. Yeah. Yeah, I was punched. Yeah. That was fun. Clayton was punched. <laughs> <laughs> we Female lost dealer money. punched me. Yeah. Oh, my God. It used to be so much more. At most uh, casinos, they make it fun to lose. Yeah. Here they made it not fun. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we did a little comedy show here at the Poker Stars Caribbean That's Adventure. Right. It was so fun. It was awesome. Joe Stapleton. And we were both nervous. We didn't know it, but each of us. Yeah. I was nervous because then I You seemed so calm. You. I didn't want you to see me. Like, I'm, I'm your yeah. feature. I didn't want you to think that I was worried because <laughs> you didn't seem worried. I, w- I was worried. No, I just. Because, <laughs> I was terrified. Because the way they first see you, you know? Yeah. If, they, if we didn't do good then, it's not like they'd see us They wouldn't even see right. us. Right. They're going to make but one if they did impression. See us, they go, oh, yeah, but he was bad. Before. Not a first impression, probably the only impression. Yeah. 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 So, yeah there wouldn't be a second. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to come again. Yeah. So, we, you know, the whole audience last night was poker players, so it was a different uh, crowd than normal. Like, for one thing, it was 90% men, uh-huh. which was well, a problem for me. I, I feel like my that. comedy is more. That geared towards women right. you know no women so i was concerned about that there were some women in the audience but it was mostly yeah, a, yeah. a sausage fest in the and truest the first, sense of the, word. <laughs> the first when joe was up in the first minute a guy goes you, you suck, suck. yeah it's a good start that was a scary moment because yeah. that's like oh is this all yeah. night is this what's going to be yeah but it no that drunk was, it was a drunk but i learned something from that because no, i don't know if you heard what joe said what happened though joe was up there and he's like joe was just being honest joe was like hey guys we got a great show joe stapleton really really he, he was very nice about it. He said, look, everybody, we got a great show. We got four comedians. Two of them suck. And he was making a joke yeah, yeah. that two oh, of the four comedians suck. That. And then like two you minutes later, this guy goes, you suck. Bad joke. That's yeah. why he did it. That's why I yeah. did he it. He fucked up. I told, we him, told him to do this. I told, uh, no, he had, when he was interviewing me that time, I said, he, he said, what, do you got any jokes for me? So I go, I, I think it'd be funny if like, you go up after someone did their set and go, is it just me or did that guy that sucks? Suck. So he probably had that idea in his head. Uh, yeah, you can't just say two You can't just say suck. two of the guys are going to suck. I was him, I, by an MC once. I was telling him, I said, he shouldn't be saying he's not a real comic either. Yeah. I don't know why he kept doing that. He's very self-deprecating. He's very insecure know, you can't, about... You can't like, say you're not a real comic. Yeah, you can't well, tell the audience, go, I'm bad at this. Oh, I won't laugh because... Yeah. Um, He's not even supposed to be a comic. There's know? a lot of psychology to doing stand-up, right? Like, part of it is, like, salesmanship, don't you think? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you know who Barry Sobel is? Yeah, I know Barry Sobel. So yeah. he came, he opens for me sometimes, so he'll go. He goes on stage. You know, he came with me to San Diego, and then he goes on stage. He goes, Norm, phone me up. He says, come on over. Do a set. You know, watch me do a set. Then I get here. He says, do a set. I go, all right, I'll do a set. I'm like, wait, what? You're getting paid and stuff? And then... Do a set. So it's to so they expect less. They're happier. He suddenly is doing charity for me, and uh, and then if he bombs, he goes that joke. I bought a house on that joke. And I'm yeah, like, I don't think no, no, yeah, <laughs> I didn't really tell a house. Yeah, that's like the opposite of self-deprecating. <laughs> that's like self-aggrandizing right, you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> belittling the audience's knowledge. Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't know anything. I bought yeah. a house with right, that joke. Exactly. You idiots. <laughs> yeah. So we did have a, a heckler, a drunk poker player. Heckler. Oh, you, oh, you knew who it was? Did no, you find but it? I found out after the fact that it was uh, just some guy from, you know, he's, he's here for the poker tournament. Sure, sure. Well, Actually, I, the whole audience There was, could have been uh, bad because they a lot of them had just been busted out because it was before, or was it at the end it, of the night? At the end of the night, oh. there's a $25,000 buy-in here with a $6 million first place prize oh. going on here in the Caribbean. It was a, we're, we're in, actually, it's not in. Actually, well, I bet now that I think about it, probably most of the players were still in it then. So it was probably, and they'd be a really good audience, obviously. Yeah, but the guys who were there early last night had already busted because they and did they actually, had to wait for and they were waiting for so us. The audience to start. was literally the field of losers, and they had no, to, yeah, they had to wait for <laughs> bunch the, of losers. They had, they had to wait for the winners, and they're getting drunk to kind of get over the. Yeah. The oh, pain and they were at the front too. Yeah, and then you hit them. We hit them in the island time by starting. Yeah, to show and then we started. Oh, right. We started late. So to complete the some some factors were working against us. That's Lord. right. Well, and yeah, it was well. scary when I first heard that. You heckle. saw again. Yeah, first right. heard that heckle. Yeah, yeah. Because it's one of those heckles too that's hard to answer. It's just yeah. And you go, oh, if he's this drunk now, like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So there's about you know, maybe 500 people there, four or 500 people there. And most of them were just really excited to see you. Now and that John said that thing about the guy was answering his joke, 
I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. so I mean, well, he didn't answer right away, though. It was like, I think Joe had planted that seed when he said two of the four comics oh, suck. And then he's like, later on, he's like, you suck. So, I mean, he was trying to say, like, you're one Five of the two. later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was later. Yeah, it wasn't right away. He figured it out. But, and I didn't think of that actually until later because yeah, I'm like, yeah. why would that I guy just yell that out randomly? Right. But then I remembered that Joe had actually that kind of, you know, sense, goofed yeah. off. So that's kind of a lesson, right? Yeah. If you're an MC, you don't want to start off the show by telling people it's not going to be a good show. Or don't say you're not a comic. He'll right. be way right? better next. Like, I, first like in L.A., it. they go they go the other way, but they go like... You go, oh, you're a waiter? You're going to be an actor? I am an actor. Yeah, yeah, they go the other way, yeah. yeah. Which is probably better. Yeah, yeah. it's better, but, uh, you know, bring my appetizers. (laughs) (laughs) Act like you're not... Drive this fucking Uber already. (laughs) I want to hear your mixtape. I was talking to Jerry Seinfeld, and I said... I think a person is just whatever the person does. Yeah. He said... He thinks the exact opposite. Yeah. He says you're... You're what you man comes from your imagination. I go, yeah, but if you don't do it, I go, yeah. If you're just a guy sitting on a chair thinking up like creative things, yeah, you're not a writer until yeah. you write something. Yeah, but yeah. you disagree. Yeah, said, even if you're just sitting on a chair. Yeah. Well, you, you, you said all the writing is up there, which is that's true. Like it's just thinking. It's yeah. not really right. You know. But you disagree uh, with Seinfeld a, a lot. Like you don't even watch his show. You told me you've only no, seen a few episodes. Fucker. I love Seinfeld. <laughs> So no, what do you I have? What do you have about that? I, I, what do you have against I, Jewish people? I think people. I have an OCD. I, I think it, maybe it's OCD. I used to. I remember I used to go to, uh, in a movie, try to find a comedy movie. It's so hard. You know, yeah. It's almost all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. So I would go to the box. Uh, 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 what was it called? Home um, blockbuster. Blockbuster. And I would look at every kind. I have to look mm. at every one. Yeah. Because I go, maybe there'll be another one. If there's one with a dog, right? You're not going to watch that one, no. right? Almost most comic, most comedies. I mean, how many great comedies compared to drama movies? Yeah, like a dramatic movie, you could, you know. Well, I remember when comedy movies used to make me laugh a lot. You know, like I'm talking old school, like Airplane. Oh, I think is God brilliant. Um, yeah, but like in the Super last twenty laughs, years, yeah. like a lot of the movies where people are like, oh, that movie's hilarious, and I'll watch it. There'll be like five laughs in the whole two hours, and right. I just can't. But I think the standard of, of Hollywood comedy movies has gotten airplane. very low. It's just movie uh, jokes every. It's joke every. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's it's what like it a, be. it's like stand up or uh, I mean I don't know. What do you think of Sasha uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? Well, I mean, the, his uh, Borat was one of the uh, Borat, right? Yeah, Borat. Yeah. That movie was one of the funniest things. I la- I've never seen. laughed harder at a movie than I did. And I, I tell you, I think that um, at the end of the movie when he gets. Uh, um, Pamela, uh, Pamela Anderson, yeah, yeah. right? I think she didn't know. Because I've Absolutely she didn't times. know. Oh, she okay. definitely didn't know. Oh, yeah. oh so she, she just had no did idea. that. Okay, because yeah. I thought later she was trying to pretend she acted in it. Because it was, I said, if she's acting, this is the best acting I've ever seen. Because yeah. she was terrified. Yeah. No, I... I did you see I, the movie? Yeah. I shouldn't say absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course no one knows. It's yeah. Hollywood what did magic. You think? Did you think she's in on the joke? I think she might have been. That one was hard. I don't, I don't, I don't think she's a good way. enough actress. She yeah, was I mean, so like. Obviously, John's never seen VIP. <laughs> he watched. He watched Faulty Towers, but he never checked out VIP. Yeah, thinks yeah. Pamela Anderson deserves an Oscar. I think I met the other girl in VIP. <laughs> the other girl was the plain girl, but right. she also had huge, yeah, and beautiful yeah, body. That was part of the yeah. Yeah. Next to next to Pamela Anderson, every yeah. woman looks like a dude. Yeah. So speaking of Pamela Anderson, uh, have you been to the beach here in the Bahamas at all? He has. Yeah. Uh, have, have you been? <laughs> no. I, I went for a little walk on the beach this morning. It's kind of nice. That's in funny. That was funny. That was all funny about the. Uh, it's still on, I guess. But the World Poker Tour, uh, which made poker really popular. It was on the Travel Channel, but yeah. it had nothing to do with travel, you know. Yeah. And their other show was about real travel, and then, and then it was just these guys in a room. Yeah, fifteen years the ago, was. the most popular show on the Travel Channel was by far World Poker Tour. Yeah. I don't know how they ended. They up cut getting... to Shauna Hyatt, and then she'd be like, "I'm out on the beach, yeah. back to the room." Man, Shauna Hyatt got me through puberty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, her, she was uh, fine, fine looking. Oh, she was the most beautiful Hawaiian tropic model. Every comic must have been. Fall in love with that girl, you know. Every poker player. But she was—I forgot. You know, she was going out with the guy, the 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 host. Um, 
What, Vince Van Patten? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Really? She was married to Vince Van Patten's brother. That's okay. Better. That's not better. Yeah. And then she now she goes with this, this studio guy. That's nice. Nice. She was beautiful, yeah. This is Hollywood weird. Gossip with Norm MacDonald. Yeah, Hope you guys I, are always, I fell in love with her, too, and I thought she was yeah. so sweet and innocent. Yeah. And now she's with a kind of a player. So it's yeah. Uh, it, ruins, it ruins people. It's the city of angels, but they all <laughs> they all turn into devils, Norm. Yeah. So you're going back to Vegas. It's very after funny this? yesterday. What's happening? Yeah, it's so bizarre going from here to Vegas <laughs> to another gambling place. Yeah, but yeah. How much of your life do you spend around poker and gambling, and how much of it do you spend in like normal society? Well, um, I was always uh, for. There was a period of time where I was. Almost always playing poker, but that was the internet. So I get up in the morning and play fucking. Stay awesome. in your pajamas all day. Tables, all kinds of Order tables. Chinese food. Yeah, but it was great. I mean, yeah. it was fucking so much fun. And I so I had like uh, sixteen. I, I couldn't do a thousand, but do sixteen fifty cent. Uh, what was it? For maybe five cent, ten cent even. And you just keep all these. Dollars, dollars. So you're playing 16 games of poker at the same time. But limit, limit, limit holding. Yeah. So you can do a, You can just look up, ding, oh. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just ABC. You don't have to make any <laughs> plays. It's limit. But you play a whole bunch, and you can. And the idea is that a lot of people have never played poker in their life, yeah. which was true at that time. Right. Now everyone's good at poker. Right. You know? Now, this show last night was for the poker players, but the show you do in Vegas. It's for the general public, yeah, but they're mostly gamblers, right? Because they're at well, because of South Point, because it's at South Point. Yeah, so it's locals. Yeah, South so Point it's, Casino. It's mostly locals there. Right. It's on the strip, but it's all no, the way. No, it's not on the strip. No, it's in. Uh, it's on Las Vegas Boulevard. No, no all South the way Point's down. in uh, in um, Henderson. Is that technically Henderson? Oh, it's a long one. Oh, okay. You know where it is. Right? Yeah, it's Do fine. You not go? No, no, we came and saw you there. Stapes and I did, but I thought it was still technically. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no. it's pretty far down. It's, it's far away. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, I like it. I, you know what's funny? I stayed at the Orleans one. I played the Orleans once. Yeah. And it's like a two blocks off the strip, kind of. Yeah. The rooms are not that great and everything. And the people are, it's kind of, the people are kind of a little white trashy, right? <laughs> but weirdly, I don't think they know enough. I don't think they know. They can just go to the Bellagio. It's like, right there. It's like right there. Yeah. I think they go like, no, they won't let us in. <laughs> they, yeah, we can't get in there. We don't have a card. We don't have a platinum VIP right, card. Right. Yeah. Because they just stay there. You know, they yeah. stay where they're told. Yeah. Or they think they're told. To yeah. Go. So, Norm, you and I have a lot in common. We're both interested in poker and comedy. Yeah. And we actually became, you know, better friends when I was having my little uh, right. World Series run this summer. Um, you, you got super far into the main event. Yeah, I got 28th place in, yeah, uh, which is insane. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. I mean, I had a lot of good luck, obviously, along the way, but it was fun. Did you know? Was it tracked like minute by like? Do you know when you were highest? Yeah. What was your highest? At one point, I was in second place with I think 50 players left. Wow. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But I actually did even better. Uh, I didn't finish better, but I actually had a bigger stack three years ago when I got 96th place. Wow. I was chip leader for a long time in that in that tournament, and then I basically lost two hands in a row with pocket kings against pocket... Well, one time against pocket queens, and then the very next hand against pocket aces. And I went from first in row, to two. out in 96th place. Yeah, two hands in a row. Kind of legendary. How you lost you. That's how I lost my stack, yeah. How about then, that? You went from chip leader thinking kings you're going to be queens. the world champion. Yeah. <laughs> then kings against aces. So if the kings against queens had won, the kings against aces, you would have had well, enough money. Yeah, the other guy would have been busted. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of sick. But, well, you know, that's. It that's was the fun. same guy? Both same guys? guy. Oh. The same guy. It's back to back hands guy. against the same the player. Wouldn't even yeah. have happened. Oh. It wouldn't have happened. He would have been gone. Yeah. So, but, you know, that's poker. And yeah, that, no, that's poker. There's right. like, you know, the woulda, coulda, shoulda element to poker, but, right? Where right. You, but when you were running last year, though, so here's what I wonder, because you get, you get to get that far, you have to uh, sort of hit, uh, uh, you have to be real good, but at the same time, lucky also. Yeah. So then, do you start feeling invincible, or do you have to watch that, or... Yeah, I never. You know, like, fuck it, I'll get lucky if, no. I'm, if I'm behind. Like, no, I never let I never let myself get too high or too low. 
which I am a huge baseball fan. I watch the Orioles all the time. I know that about you. Yeah, got to right. stay. Yeah, if you're up, if you get, oh. if you got a chip lead, you got to be like, all right. Well, I know this can go any second. And if you're short stack, look at John Sin when he was at my table on day five. He basically had the shortest stack at the table and just got it in right, in a coin right. flip and won yeah, or you know whatever. Cool. Yeah, it's you. You can't be too worried when you're short, and you also can't be too too proud of yourself when you're hot because yeah, yeah, it. Right, right. And to me, that's the same in comedy. You know, you can be big one minute sure. and then not right. the next. So, I mean, do you just avoid bloggers now at this point? Because uh, a lot of comedians, like, you get on top, like, you're real famous and stuff. Do you worry that they're just going to ask you a question to try to trap you? Like, Blo- oh, you mean bl- bloggers? Or, like, people that are doing interviews. Like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's all that stuff. You know, it's all that... Uh, that political stuff. Yeah. And, uh... It's like they want to get you. Yeah, they want yeah. To put but, themselves on the map. Right. Yeah. And so I can't... I'm not, I'm not like a, a... Here's the problem, too. I'm not a political comic, but I did update. Right. They, so you, you know, so, yeah. yeah. I read the headlines. I'm going to figure out a joke. But I thought I you had know. a background in journalism. <laughs> I don't know anything about Aren't you a newsman? I thought you... <laughs> but people sometimes think I should... So they'll ask me questions. But then they ask you questions about... And I always, like, hate when you hear a comic talking seriously, so I always try to be funny. But then, if you're funny, especially in print, yeah, you can't try, you got to be real clear. Yeah. you know they're going to print joke. those words. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And so I much of... guys, like, in, in newspaper articles, not slamming or anything, but, like, not even fixing my grammar. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. they go, it's, it'll be fun to be here in uh, Austin. Um, yeah, they put um or yeah, kinda or yeah, like, yeah. yeah like I, I when I get nervous, I use I say kinda. Yeah, yeah. You can take out the kinda. You know, yeah, it doesn't really it mean anything. Yeah, it yeah. I don't know if they're just lazy and they just like Google Translate the phone call. Or yeah. <laughs> but I used to also with new media, people don't like my managers and they they don't know anything. So sometimes I'll get I'll. I'm doing a gig in Calgary. They go, oh, you got to do press. They phone this person. I phone. They go, is this Norm? <laughs> yeah. It's like two students in their basement or something. They phone my manager. <laughs> so they got a podcast. They go, this is really you? This is really like, you? Oh, is anyone listening? Yeah. No, no, it's someone doing an impression of me. It's really good impression. Yeah. But I feel like uh, nobody in Hollywood knows anything about new media. Or but if you go to pitch a show or something, you got to go like, they'll go like, what about... Facebook, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that'll be involved. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> definitely. Yeah, once you mention social media, it's like, yeah, that yeah, makes it good. None of us know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking, like, why doesn't a guy show up that's the king of new media and just hire comedians? Yeah, and, for that matter, actors or anything, and just yeah. go like, you know. I well, know. to me, that was where you came from when we saw you at the South Point, where you have. Would you call it a residency? You do shows there regularly. Oh, no, not a residency. What do you call it? You're there all the time. I do it twice a year, which is cool. Like, yeah. For how long? bizarre because they do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They do one show a night. Friday, yeah. One show Friday, one show Saturday, one show Sunday. And then they, on the, the second show, they have these dance guys. <laughs> that They're big, you know? What they're dance like, guys? Well, they dance to like... Uh, <laughs> You saw it, right? No, I haven't oh, been you with you yet. Thunder from Down Under? What they, are you talking about? No, talking? they dance to, like, and they have videos around them. Dun, dun, you can dance if you want to. And they oh, act yeah. like, <laughs> and they wear a mop on their head. I don't know what's Wait, going on. But I think it's, yes, I think it's like a rave thing, though. Okay. It, it gets, like, uh, people that always go to these things, yeah. and they get stoned, and, the, you know. Right. Right. So, so, I, so they don't. So they, they can never have two shows in a night. So it's like they gotta get you rather. out of there in time yeah. for these mop head dancers. They're much more popular <laughs> mop head dancers. So you got to go early, Norm. We got the mop head. <laughs> but I have been trying to get a residency. Yeah. I go, my my thought process has always been: get me a residency at a hotel where I'm more famous than the hotel. And for some reason, they can't do it. Yeah, that's but, uh, you, you know. but I hear people don't make money in Vegas, like. Uh, the only guy is uh, is Carrot Top because he yeah. does a show. Yeah, he has a show. Yeah. Pyrotechnics. But what's his name? George Wallace. Who I think he's the most popular. He has trouble. He has to. You have to promote it all and sell it all yourself. So yeah. You, you know, you got to be a businessman. Yeah. Is that not something you enjoy? I, I don't think I could do. I, I'm not. A, like I, I couldn't hire a bartender and so I don't know about that. How to do that? <laughs> Well, I mean, John could definitely be a business partner for you. 
Singing in your bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Break out in song and then, halfway and through. And then who knows? Like they go, what about the unions? You're like, oh, yeah. I make nothing. I have a feeling something like that would happen. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so I always do clubs instead of theaters because when you do a theater, people go, oh, you make a lot of money, but you don't. You don't make money. Right. Because you have to pay a guy pulls a rope and an old man's over here checking the mic and then somebody gets money and then you get a piece of it after, right? But uh, Yeah, but by the time you tip did, out... If the, you did five shows at a club, you'd make more money. Right. You'd just be there longer. But I'd rather be there longer. Right. I don't want to be there for a night and yeah. race off somewhere else. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah. Well, tell us what's going on with uh, what are you promoting these days? Are you are, are you doing the are you doing the Netflix thing? What's going on? Oh, Netflix! I don't know. We, they don't tell you. They don't tell you. They leave ratings. you hanging. Until, yeah, they don't tell you anything. Nothing. Right? nothing. Yeah. And so, but they they haven't canceled us. Yeah. Well, that's good because I heard good. Sarah Silverman just got canceled. Did you hear that? I did not hear that. She had her show on Hulu. Uh, I love you, America, and they announced she made a lot of money. Well, yeah, she did. She made two hundred and seventy-five thousand. An episode. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and she did a lot of toilet humor too. So good for her. That's funny though, because I thought she kind of like got Hulu on the. Well, Hulu was already famous, but yeah, it was Hulu, right? Yeah, Hulu. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was for sure their only popular show. It's funny that they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but you know, like you say, they don't really share like the uh, traditional networks would have Nielsen ratings. Yeah. They would share like how exactly right. how many people are watching right. Netflix and Hulu and and other similar uh, outlets are very uh, secretive about yeah. how many people are watching. But you I don't do know. Feel that the Sarah Silverman show was a famous show. It though. was a very famous yeah, show, and so. she's a very famous comedian. And they don't have anything yeah. else. So yeah, I think she's underrated. By the way, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe her political stuff kind of makes people not think of her as much as a comic oh that's true yeah. you know she, she got was, so involved yeah, like you know, no. vote for bernie oh wait don't no, no vote for no, hillary yeah <laughs> it's kind of like yeah no that's all everybody that was going to vote for bernie you got to vote for hillary and people don't want that from well comedians. it's like what's his, it's like leno the most practical yeah, guy of all time yeah just keep it in the middle He's yeah. just like why well, yeah, he sees everything just like it's like why are you losing half the audience well, yeah <laughs> I mean, it's just so obvious. When it's pretty good, Leno, by the way. <laughs> Not bad. He sounded just like him, didn't he? <laughs> but all his stuff is just the most practical. Yeah. Advice, you know, yeah. And he, you know, he never did a stand-up special. He never did one <laughs> because he had his jokes amortized. Like, right. And, and so I go like, I mean. Three hundred fifty thousand for that joke. So far, <laughs> like he had it all figured out because it's the exact same. But it was a powerhouse hour. But fucking just, and then like I heard him on Rogan, he just like flat out says the same act. The you same know, he doesn't act. pretend. Yeah. And Rogue was saying like, oh yeah, but you know, like I was talking to uh, Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird, like comparing Leno with that. Yeah. And he's like, Ari said, like as an artist, you got to be do all kinds of. You know, uh, keep growing as an artist, and then Leno's like, "Yeah, but you know, yeah, but the thing is, you got to, you got to, like, I can go to any place and kill, you know." Yeah, because yeah, I don't have to ever, and it's it's evergreen, so it's not it's political, it's not yeah, current exactly, events, exactly. it's got it, yeah, ready to go. Did you see him when he was really good? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw him, uh, I think, in Vegas. Destroy. Yeah, he was a really strong act. Because he also yeah. walked and picked Oh, yeah, he did the whole thing. Like, Steinfeld kind of stands there, but yeah. he had all his charisma, too. Yeah. Yeah, I stand still a lot. Like, we're in a big I theater last too, night, I and I, I feel like I can't... I, I tried it. Have you ever tried walking It's around? weird. It feels okay. weird. Like, where am I going? <laughs> Why am I walking no, around? Because I, I guess I didn't start that way, but, you know, there's a skill to it. So I would just walk to the edge of the stage. Uh, you know, if it was a theater, I felt I had to walk. You had to, so yeah. Big. I walk to the edge of the stage, but it'd be right in the middle of the joke. Yeah, so now I'm over here. Have to turn like because yeah. they have it choreographed out, you know. <laughs> like I, I, it looks like they're just pacing like Chris Rock, but no, he has it figured He's out. He's got it, and know? he knows when to stop yeah. and deliver the punchline. Yeah. He's never. You notice somebody like Chris Rock who moves around a lot. He always stands still when he says the funny right, part. That's very true. Yeah, you got to. Like, there's a timing because he started out in New York and he. Nobody paced around. No, because the stages are too small. Tell what kind of most of the stages in New York are tiny. It's like a pizza box. Where are you going to walk to? Right, right, right. (laughs) So yeah, that's a good point. I always uh, rock just standing. Yeah, yeah. But once they give him a stage, he's like, "Oh, I'm going to go over here now. I'll go walk over there now." (laughs) You remember uh, Andrew Dice Clay when that was one of his uh, 
he'd come up with new uh, catchphrases. But one of them was, I'm over here now. <laughs> that didn't even make sense. But it was wherever he was on the stage. And then he called his special that. I'm over here now. And then I saw him in a Rodney uh, special. Yeah. A movie, a Rodney movie. Yeah. Were those late Rodney movies? Yeah. Because one time I went to Rodney, I was on SNL, I go, you're a big hero, Rodney. And the next day they called me, they go, Rodney wants you to be in his movie. <laughs> For nothing. It starts tomorrow. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But uh, anyways, uh, I saw one and it was like, Harry Basil and him wrote it in two days or whatever and they made it. But uh, Dice was a big part and he was a mafia head. Oh, for sure. But in it, he would go, I'm over here now. He's using his... <laughs> Treat me like the pig that I am. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah that, uh, there'll never be another that, Dice. Remember, no. That's over, right? You I can't remember do that, that when I first... Well, I don't know if there won't be. I think maybe time is ripe for somebody like that with all the... Is to push back? Kind of, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Kevin Brennan is trying. Like, he's a pretty edgy comic. Yeah, yeah, he's been, you know, trying yeah. to say the things nobody else wants to okay. say. And, you know, screw anybody that's trying to be politically correct. This is how I feel. Good, good. It's kind of nice to have, you no, know, different voices. Good. But, yeah, uh, audiences, they they seem to want more correct. Well, I think audiences kind of want us to find where the line is and almost cross it. But if we do cross it, they turn on us. Do you yeah. feel that's right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I try to play with where is that line. And it's different for every audience, right? Yeah. And, but what's your uh, wacky catch catchphrase? You got to have a wacky. <laughs> I'm over here now. <laughs> now I, I was this guy was opening for me. And I told him to say I'm all mixed up after everything. Yeah, I'm all mixed up. That's good. Yeah. What's yeah. up with that? Or the world's all mixed up. <laughs> or am I all mixed up? Or is yeah. it the world? I don't know. I like Sebastian Maniscalco. He's got a catchphrase. He says, aren't you embarrassed? Yeah. So he'll talk about people who like wear pajamas to the grocery store. He's like, aren't you embarrassed? He's good. Yeah, he's a terrific comic. I got to work with him in New Jersey. Oh, no, that's what, uh, remember uh, Jeremy said that you went to the, Jeremy said that John. Jeremy's so full of shit. Jeremy said that John. (laughs) Who's Jeremy? Jeremy is uh, a PA on the show. So uh, I had a show and, and, and. Jeremy was a PA, John was a PA, another guy, Gary, was a PA. Anyways, they all went to the comedy club, and Sebastian Manikowski came on. And Jeremy said that John, who was just standing in the, sitting in the front row, after every joke would go, solid joke. <laughs> <laughs> solid joke. Sebastian but not laugh at it. Sebastian. Just say, yeah. yeah. Solid joke. Yeah. Sebastian was very funny. Yeah, he no, he's terrific. Yeah, and a really nice guy, too. Yeah, but... It is insulting to the comic. Yeah. To sit there with your arms crossed and say solid jokes. So if you're listening and you go to a comedy show, don't be like John. (laughs) We had fun last night after the show. uh, Maybe the most famous poker player in the world, Phil Helmuth, wanted to hang out with us. Phil Helmuth was awesome. Yeah. Uh, He's he's a piece of work, isn't he? he? he seems like fascinated with everything like he was fascinated in comedy because he was with comedians last night yeah and he says he goes with Elon Musk Tiger Woods I think he's just fascinated with everybody every different yeah yeah those guys I mean poker players are pretty curious people you know yeah what I mean? you have to be I like think they made a really good audience table, people will say real like knowledgeable shit oh yeah you know, but well, that's what I was most worried about last night. Is I mean, this audience is going to be smarter than I. Oh am. yeah, yeah. I was very concerned. I guess, isn't a lot of it spare time? Yeah, I like guess you so. Can, you, can watch you can open YouTube, your mind because uh, you're not chained to a desk all day. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And you can watch a lot of YouTube things. Yeah, documentaries on yeah. stuff. I get the feeling you watch a lot of YouTube yourself. Right? I watch a lot of YouTube documentaries, but David. never on. <laughs> like I, I, should, I always go. I should look at the Six Day War and just yeah. know everything about that or something. Right. Nuclear. The yeah. uh, you know. Uh, you end up watching squirrels mating. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Carson punchline. <laughs> It did. I wanted a drummer behind me. We didn't have one here in the now poker that, room. We're looking at a table with a lot of cameras around. Is that a final table? Yeah, that's going to be the featured table of the Players' Championship, which is a $25,000 buy-in tournament. Yeah, it's, it's what, one the of the poker key stars events. main events done. Am I right about that or no? No, that starts uh, the day after you leave. So good timing. No, no, I was, started, I was in that one. No, that's not the main event. It's the Players' Championship. Yeah, the uh, main event's a $10,000 buy-in 
tournament but that that's starts. not poker stars, though. That's poker oh, stars, that, too. Oh, it's all poker All of this stuff okay, is poker stars. stars. So, yeah. But the one that we were in, though. Yeah, yeah. That one's, that's the same tournament that you were in. Oh, that's still gone. Yeah, and that's like... So what day is this? Day four. Yeah, so and these guys are almost days. at the final table. Yeah. Yeah. And when they are, Dang, Joe Stapleton miss, will be free. And we miss, can hang I'll out with him. miss the final table. Yeah. But you can watch it on the internet. Don't worry. You can find it on YouTube. If you stop looking at the squirrel videos. I, you know, I, I'll go and look. I hope I don't look at someone that... that have you played I, against? Yes. That's you don't want I, them to I, win. I hate that. You don't much. want to see the guy that beat you win the damn thing, right? But then sometimes it's funny because they have chips and you go like, use my chips wisely, but meanwhile, that's only two now of their chips. Yeah. Of their yeah. Chi- they have 5,000 chips and one of them was yours. Yeah, right. And you're like, starting. that's mine. That's mine, you bastard. What is your entry fee? <laughs> now, when... Uh, I wanted to ask you about something you said before we started recording when you were saying, because uh, you look really young and Phil Helmuth looks really young. What do you oh. think it is about being a poker player or a comedian that keeps us young? Oh, right. Well, we, yeah, when you're young, you just want to make jokes and play games and then you grow up and you go, I can't do that anymore. Got to be responsible. So I think the comics, they just keep making jokes, making each other laugh because that's what kids do to each other with each other. Yeah. And then the poker players... Uh, like cards, so that's probably why there's a, a crossover too, because it's just yeah, yeah. Kind of don't want to grow up, do the things you did when you were a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm, you know, I'm jealous of those people that play uh, video games on t- on esports. You know? Yeah. Because I was great at video games, but like Pac-Man, Pac-Man. No, you're not gonna make money on no, Pac-Man. No, nothing to that. Yeah, I was killer at asteroids, yeah, man. Nobody could beat me at asteroids. So today I figure I'd be like one of those guys. Yeah, I was yeah, obsessed. you would. Yeah. Uh, so you were fun. born in the wrong year, Norm. Yeah. <laughs> but that, there's one thing I don't understand as entertainment. Esports. I don't get it. Like, yeah. People uh, like to watch other people play video games. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's weird. beyond me. I yeah. I don't know. Maybe we just... Uh, there's something about it we don't understand because I would never watch somebody... Especially some of these games. It's just the same thing. You're walking into a building shooting people. I'm going to watch you walk into buildings and shoot people. Thing. I, uh, my, I, my contention is like that Pac-Man is a real game. Yeah. That, you know, to figure that game out must have been tough, you know? Yeah. It all works. And and then they went to these ones that you're saying. Yeah. Where they're just kicking and punching. Yeah. You walk, kick, punch, use yeah. karate. There's no... That's not a game. Yeah. I mean, I remember trying to figure out how to make the Italian guy jump over the barrels. Yeah. Like that was... To me, that was a real strategy. <laughs> Not get hit by a barrel like that's then, um, yeah a real life circumstance. A monkey is throwing barrels at. Oh, me. I was gonna say the monkey. That's the same game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's King Kong. Yeah, and he's throwing stuff he's at. Always throwing barrels. And you're oh, yeah. trying to and you're get bar- up to get save the princess. That's more like reality based. But you're a uh, what are you a? You're t- a, I, I think a pizza maker. No, you're a plumber. He's plumber, a plumber, yeah. right, Mario? Yeah, yeah he's, just he's a, a plumber. plumber with his yeah. brother Luigi. Luigi, oh yeah, yeah, the two of them, the everyman. hardworking everyman plumber. Yeah, yeah, which is what Japanese <laughs> video game designers think of Italian. <laughs> <laughs> They're all plumbers, uh, men named Mario and Luigi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Great facial hair. Yeah, <laughs> amazing mustache. <laughs> all right, well, let's so go play what some poker. Today, when uh, we went down, thinking we get a table together, and then oh yeah, then I John said. I said, us, I, said, our place. I said, Norm, we're, we're big, famous comedians, especially you. I mean, you're a celebrity. You have your assistant here. He's a he's a very smart guy. According to Phil Helmuth, John's a really smart guy. So all we need to do is walk in, and everybody's going to want to play poker with us. So uh, John's going to make it happen. And then uh, I watched John wander around aimlessly for 25 minutes, and he came back and said, I don't know what to do. But I'm hungry. So then he went to get lunch, and... Uh, <laughs> Point being, I think your assistant deserves said, a raise. And then he said, you guys think you're somebody, yeah. but you got to remember these people. They don't care. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they yeah. never heard of you, and they don't even care to meet you. So uh, thanks for putting us back in our place, John. That's good. That's what a good assistant does, keep you level-headed. Never let your ego get too big, right, Norm? I'm here. Yeah, thanks, John. Anyway, like the dealer last night hitting you guys back in reality. Yeah. What is, uh, what is your uh, uh, Sirius XM show there? But you said also, this is the poker podcast. Yeah. So you have another show other than it's not the poker podcast. It's yeah. It's a different show. Yeah, so I'm on Sirius XM. They just do my stand-up on Sirius XM. Oh, and oh I, do, I didn't even get a show. No, I do the Tom Shalhoub show a lot on Fox News Radio. 
Oh, really? Which is fun. Oh, yeah, really? I mean, he talks politics. He's the guy that does Red Eye. Did you ever see Red Eye? No. It's on Fox. It's a Fox News. I mean, it's a comedy. Tom Shalhoub's a hilarious comedian, but he's very interested in, in politics, and he leans right. But then at the end of his show, he has comedians come on and like just kind of joke about what's yeah, going on in the jokes, news right. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's what Dennis Miller was like. Like, he's yeah. right, but when he gets comedians, he doesn't talk about politics. You, I mean, you do, but you, about, you unless know, they're conservative, yeah, like he doesn't get into arguments with right. But uh, it's not funny to watch you're, too. Like if Janine Garofalo yeah. on the show, then he'd argue with it. Yeah. But me, he just lets me do jokes. And yeah, you know I mean? he doesn't. It never it. gets too heavy. Right. You know, right. he'll find the lighter stories. They might be political. It's funny with like uh, uh, Dennis Miller because people go like, "What happened to him? He used to be funny." I'm like, "Well, he's ex- exactly as funny." Yeah. He just diff- believes in something different. Now. Yeah, he's got a different political lean, so yeah. he doesn't get the same like he love. Got out of become funny. Yeah. What are you crazy? I mean, the be- the worst thing that ever happened to him was Monday Night Football. Yeah, it was. It, just, the worst. it wasn't a good fit. Nope, it just didn't feel mistake. right, and they couldn't make it work. Yeah, big mistake. Yeah, well, imagine if- like I've seen it. He does that stuff the same as his act. You know, with those perfect references, he just does those off the top of his head. Yeah, and he tells you he's like, "That's my one trick, bae." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, one trick bounty. <laughs> like he he's very self aware, but. Uh, but it's a great trick because he yeah. picks these perfect references that, and then if you recognize them, you're happy. Like, cause you go, I only, I only knew that guy. Like, and if you don't, you laugh anyway because yeah. it's kind of like, what the hell is he talking about? I know exactly. Yeah, which is most of us. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Miller's another guy. He's like smarter than most of us. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. for sure. Definitely. All right, well, let's go see if we can get some poker nah, started. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, we can we, talk later and you can edit it. Yeah, I can edit <laughs> it. You can cut it out. Well, well, if John does anything else ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, guys. A little uh, behind the scenes action. And no, I did not edit it. That was the uh, full conversation that uh, I, I guess we touched on a number of topics there. Um, sorry we didn't get it to any poker strategy with Norm McDonald, but I just don't think you want to try to talk poker when you've got one of the greatest comedians uh, ever hanging out with you and just being so funny. Um, so there you go. I hope you guys enjoyed that little uh, behind-the-scenes look at what, what it's like to hang out with Norm while waiting for a poker game to start. We did get several $1,000 sit-and-goes off. Uh, one of them, if you check my Twitter, at Clayton Comic, you will see uh, a photo of me with Norm and uh, Phil Helmuth was also at our table, Chris Moneymaker, and of course Matt Stout, who was on our last uh, episode as well. So, uh, really appreciate you guys listening and for supporting the podcast. Definitely give us uh, a good review on iTunes or on Stitcher or on Podbean or wherever else you get your podcast content. And we'll keep this thing going week after week, bringing you the best content we possibly can. So for everyone here at Tournament Poker Edge, I want to thank you all for listening. I'm Clayton Fletcher, and we'll talk soon. It's not rough, it isn't fun, fun Oh, whoa, whoa.